everyone. Welcome back to the Real Normal Podcast. This is going to be a slightly random interruption from our little series on context, just because of what is coming out in the news this morning. I woke up, turned my phone on, had a look at my Daily Telegraph app, and I've been confronted with this ridiculous headline, hospitals told to clear beds for coronavirus spike in two weeks. Hospitals and councils have been told to find extra beds for coronavirus patients within two weeks as the NHS braces for a second spike in cases. You know what, I really hope the media bring everyone up on this in two weeks' time when there isn't a second spike. With hospital admissions beginning to increase following a steep rise in virus infections, isolation units in which COVID-19 patients can recover are being set up, freeing space on wards for those needing the most care. Yet again, the NHS has turned into a COVID-only service. I don't give a damn about anything else they don't care about treating anything else the nhs effectively turned into a sort of pseudo political party also more than 10 million people will be living in local lockdown areas after the northeast became the latest region to impose curfews with liverpool and parts of the west midlands expected to follow within days and there's chaos at testing centers as well because loads of idiot British people keep going to testing centres to get tested for no fucking reason. You know what, people of this country? Do yourselves a favour. If you're ill, stay at home and get better. So I thought actually it'd be quite interesting to look at the amount of people testing positive at the moment and comparing that to the amount of people who tested at that similar day level back in April. So look, let's have a look at the highest amount of positive cases in the last month. That was on the 7th of September. Nearly 4,000 positive cases on that day in Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland and England. Let's go back to the last time we we had nearly 4,000 cases like that. And that was the 6th of May. So let's have a look. So the 7th of September and the 6th of May. Let's look at the 6th of May first. On the 6th of May, we had about 430 deaths. I'm currently on the coronavirus website. So on the 6th of May, we had about 430 deaths. Um, on the 7th of September, during this horrific spike that's coming up, um, we had 14 deaths. Why can the government not understand that the virus has attenuated? Why can they not understand that what's happening right now is a good thing. Young people are getting the virus, we're getting herd immunity before the winter flu season. I don't understand why the government are trying to stymie any herd immunity that we're getting between young people at the moment. I also don't understand why the government are just desperate to ruin the economy even more. It was one thing that SMEs and businesses got through the first lockdown where they just about threw all their money savings in, borrowed money against their houses, everything like that. Imagine these sandwich shops. Imagine places gearing up for Christmas now, getting ready for the the drink surge and food like that. I mean, fuck the coronavirus death surge. It's absolutely bloody ridiculous that we keep going on like this at the moment. Hey everybody, you can email us at the real 
gmail.com with your stories about what's been going on in your life. Anyway, back with a fucking show. Let's have a look at the deaths registered weekly in England and Wales. Now, this is provisional. Week ending the 4th of September 2020. It does take them quite a long time to come up with the statistics for this, just to make sure that we get everything correct, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, So the number of deaths registered in England and Wales, now this is really, really low, was 7,739 people. This was 1,293 deaths fewer than in week 35. That's 15.7% below the five-year average. Of the deaths registered in the week 36, 78 mentioned novel coronavirus, the lowest number of deaths involving COVID-19 in the last 25 weeks and a 22.8% decrease compared with week 35. That's accounting now for one... Oh, that was a big fart. That is now accounting for 1% of all deaths in England and Wales. So as I said, on that week, we had 78 deaths that mentioned novel coronavirus, weren't caused by it. And if we have a look at the fairly basic bar chart that we've got on coronavirus.data.gov.uk, that week we should have had roughly just around 15,000 positive cases of coronavirus. So of 15,000 positive cases of coronavirus... Only 78 people sadly died with the disease. But then again, we haven't even talked about the PCR tests, how unreliable they are, why it is criminal that the government is using the PCR test to make us stay at home, to impose more restrictions on our lives, to destroy our economy even more. When are we going to be allowed to take our health into our own hands? I do not want the government telling me any more how to look after my own health. It's really, really annoying me. Just leave us alone. Let's get on with it. We pay our taxes so the NHS is there for us. We don't stay at home to protect the NHS. Since when did our whole life, our whole working life, our education, everything we've done and dreamt about, how has that been subjugated to look after a health service that is defunct because it's a religion and because if we do anything to upgrade it or make it better, people kick off about it because it's a bloody religion. Since when has a religion ever been improved? So we've also got this thing going on saying, um, oh, you wait, it takes a few weeks before the deaths come in. So look, let's go back a few weeks we can look at the cases in september in the first week in september so around september we started to get an increase in cases from about 1500 up to about 3000 cases okay over the, over that week so if we go back to a time where we had 1500 right going up to 3000 cases we'd be going back to around the 23rd to the 28th of march Okay, the 23rd to the 28th of March. Two weeks after that would have been about the middle of April. So let's have a look at what was going on with the middle of April last time round. The middle of April last time, we were at the peak of deaths. We were looking at around 700 to 800 deaths a day. So that's what we should be going along at at the moment, isn't it? Because that was two weeks after. So let's have a look at what we're doing right now. Oh no, We're going at around 9, 13, 12, 5 deaths a day. And that's people with coronavirus, not dying of it. 
We're going to talk more about testing in our next few podcasts. We're going to talk about what the PCR test is, how it works, why it's inaccurate, why we should not be using it, why the government probably one day are going to be taken to court for what they've done here and no one will ever get taken to task for it. It's just ridiculous that we've allowed this to happen. It's ridiculous that we're allowing our government, people that we elect, do the government not understand that they only have a mandate for power because we the people gave it to them? It seems to me like they forgot on that. We voted in a Conservative government who should have been the most hands-off government out of the ones we had an option for. And at the moment, it seems like all they want to do is control our lives more and more and more. They want us to do less and less and less. They want us to stay in, in, in. And all the time I've wrote to my MP, who is a Conservative MP, have completely ignored us. They've towed the line. They won't go against it. When are our MPs going to realise that the more they tow the line, the more their local economies are going to collapse, that more empty their hospitals will be and the more we won't forget next time round you won't get our votes i can't see myself voting for the other lot so i'm just gonna have to exercise my democratic right to go in and actually spoil my paper but hey that's going to be a few years time isn't it and bozza probably won't be in back then just another thing i want to say on the week ending 4th of september statistics week 36 in which 78 people sadly died with covid19 being mentioned on their death certificate. How many people do you think died on average of flu and pneumonia in 2018, averaged out every week? How many people? Well, I looked into it. I went onto the ONS website and you can find all these details on their website. You can find it on the NHS website as well. Um, You will find that 522 people died on average a week of flu and pneumonia. 522 people. Can you imagine that was happening now with the name COVID next to it? What would we be doing right now? Why did we not bother back then? I seem to remember in 2018, I was more worried about what was going on with the cricket. What is going on out there? Why is the NHS empty? Am I gonna look at my window? Oh my God, who is out there? Seven people, eight people, nine people, ten. I'm gonna dob all of them in. Do you think the pretty will let me in? Do you think she'll give me a kiss on the cheek? Cheek, you've got a cheek. You're trying to lock me up every week. Your fucking policy is antique. A little bit like your rhetoric on the NHS, on economy. You'll get your comeuppance when the people wake up and see. Fuck you, the BBC, or should I call you Pravda? Anyway, this has turned into a little bit of a rant. (laughs) Should we have a look at one of the last things here? So let's go back to this article here. It also emerged that Matt Hancock, the health secretary, is planning to adopt a national traffic light system for putting regular regions into lockdown with local action being triggered when infection rates reach a set level. Uh, What about admission rates? How about that, Matt? Have you thought about that? It doesn't matter if young people are getting infected. It doesn't matter. They're not getting ill. They'll actually be the protection for elderly people when we get to winter. And one thing I'm really, really worried about in the winter is the fact that elderly people and everyone, we, you know, we all get flu sometime, you know, it doesn't happen every year, but we're going to get ill stupid people are going to go and get tested they're going to set they're going to go with genuine flu but these pcr tests that scan and scan and scan are going to find fragments of other coronaviruses you may have had standard colds maybe the clearing out of cv19 from your system and you're going to go down as a positive test i beg if you are slightly ill just go to bed if you've got no symptoms whatsoever do not get a test 
All you're doing is adding to this maelstrom downward spiral that this government seems to be desperate to take us down. On the testing thing, actually, back when it was really, really bad, I think you'd have found about 40% of all tests were coming back positive. Uh, and right now, I think we're at an average of about 2% of all tests coming back positive. Um, there's just a couple of things. There's just a few things that have been mentioned in this that I really, really do not like the sound of. Channel 4 News claimed on Thursday night that the care home providers in Greater Manchester are being told they must accept COVID-positive patients from hospitals. I mean, isn't that the mistake that Sweden made? Isn't that the mistake that we made that resulted in a much higher death count of people with this disease? Not of it, just with it. I mean, why are we doing that? I mean, it's just... It really doesn't seem like our government has learned anything from the lessons um, in spring. It's just ridiculous. But then they go on to say... and Then they've got a photo of the NHS Nightingale Hospital. NHS Nightingale Hospitals provide extra capacity for the treatment of patients with COVID-19. So they say that, but they don't say that when they were built... Do you remember all the scare videos of people going, there's 4,000 beds here, they're going to be full of people? I fucking turned out, I think one of them only ever had 19 people in it. And they were actually going to bring them around and use them for cancer screening. But it's the NHS, isn't it? They only treat one thing at the moment. They only treat COVID. So if you've got cancer, then, well, fuck off. Wait until after Christmas if you're still alive. Good luck with that. So in Bolton, the coronavirus hotspot of England, how many patients have they got in hospital at the moment with the recent NHS data? Well, I've got some good news for you guys. There's only two people in hospital at the moment in Bolton with coronavirus. And across all 18 intervention areas listed on the Public Health England's watch list, oh my God, what is their watch list about? How much sugar we've got on our cornflakes? 141 people out of a population of more than 5 million are in hospital with the disease. One hospital case for every 38,000 people and you know what the funny thing is people are going to say oh yeah that's because the lockdown we've locked down if we hadn't done that loads of people would have been going out how does that explain the massive amount of cases you've got I think we all know how it explains it the cases you're picking up are asymptomatic we're getting herd immunity and it's great how does that explain the fact that Sweden had a much lighter lockdown and also didn't have a massive influx why is it as well that if you looked at every country no matter what what they've done, their curve of deaths looks the same. Some countries like Peru have had mandatory face masks, nightly curfews, lockdowns, things like that. And then countries like Sweden have done relatively little. And yet their death curve looks the same. Okay, populations and things like that are different. But the actual trajectory of the virus looks pretty much the same, doesn't it? Let's go down to the comments section. And I, you know what? I really think now the comments sections on newspapers and on the BBC website, ITV Channel 4, places like that, are now where you can get a feel for what the public think. Okay, you might get these polls where they poll a thousand people in central Manchester who are all diehard Labour voters saying that the government aren't handling very well. And believe me, I actually agree with them, uh, but probably for different reasons. But if you go down to the comment sections of newspapers and stuff like that, you're going to find out exactly what's going on. So on this story about people being kicked out of hospitals, Edward Seaton said, there's nobody in hospital to kick out, which I thought was pretty good. Matthew Wood said, otherwise what? Another computer model of 500,000 dead in the UK? <laughs> That's a reference to Mr. Ferguson there. We have to accept that COVID-19 is not going away for the foreseeable future. The best we can hope for is that it will become less potent as more people are exposed to it and develop herd immunity. That's pretty much what's happening at the moment. 
Brian said, Clear beds, the hospitals aren't treating anyone. That is why people are dying for everything but coronavirus. You can't see a GP, let alone get treatment for something serious in hospital. We should have followed the original plan, like Sweden, and not some professor with a history of inaccurate predictions who couldn't keep his pants on. You know what? I've really noticed as well, there is some sort of comment censorship going on. If they don't want you to comment on something, they just don't give you the option to do it. They don't allow you to have that comment section there. So anyway, I could go on and read all this sort of stuff out, but you know, I think the public have pretty much had enough now. I think we're getting to a stage. I know I know, I did see some stupid polls saying that 60% of people would be up for a curfew. I mean, what is going on? Absolutely stupid. Where did they ask them lot? Probably in some sort of labour heartland or, you know, somewhere where they, where they really want to be told what to do. I mean, there's a guy who lives in where we live. He's pretty much a, a lovey, loves the European Union, has been in the British Army all his life. And all he wants is for lockdown to continue so he can be told what to do for the rest of his days. You know what? That's not a world, that's not a country that I want to live in. I'd actually like to live in Germany. You know, Germany's about to open all its football stadiums up again to full capacity crowds, apparently. Um, If they start doing stuff like that, politics in other countries is going to start to sway over that way. So look to Sweden for what you should have done and look to Germany for what we should be doing. See you in the next episode of The Real Normal Guys when we're going to be back at the pub talking with the gang about context, part two, and then we're going to move on to PCR testing. So make sure you subscribe, make sure you tell your friends about this podcast, and also you can contact us as well at therealnormalpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks very much for listening, and sorry about that little rant there. It is early on Friday morning, and I did have a couple of beers last night. Anyway, see you in the next episode. Love you. Bye.